0: Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I'm your host, Peter Komalafe, and you've guessed it, this is where we talk about money. And it is my mission to empower you, to help you make the best financial decisions possible. Why? Because money is a tool, life is for living. Let's go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversation of Money podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for dialing in um today is a new week and i'm very conscious it is the first of february and we are still in lockdown and i don't know about you but i have actually struggled in the last week i mean we didn't think we were going to be here and whilst we should always focus on the controllables the positive side to what's going on i am thankful i am healthy i cannot ignore the fact that i have struggled this week from a mental health point of view just being cooped up in a in the house and constantly working and not really being able to get out because I am supposed to be shielding, I've struggled a lot. So I just want you to take a minute and just check in with everybody. How are you? How are you feeling? Because if I'm feeling like this, I'm not going to be the only one, particularly if you are in the same boat as me where you have to be shielding and you are relying on a support bubble. It's difficult right now. We didn't think we were going to be here, but here we are. And we're going to be here until March at least, at the very, very least. And I hope that it doesn't carry on um, beyond that. Um, so I just wanted to check in, guys. How are you? How are you coping? How are you monitoring yourself? I know that this week I've had to really kind of uh, t- make a conscious effort, um, certainly in the last couple of days, um, to kind of just get out of the house. And again, I'm supposed to be shielding. So that's a difficult thing to do. But going for drives has um, helped me clear my head a little bit more. And I need to be more cognizant and pay a bit more attention to that. Uh, next week and in the coming weeks, certainly, and you know, catching up with friends, uh, Zoom, Facebook, uh, FaceTime. Sorry, uh, I've had. I'm gonna have to make a conscious decision and a conscious effort to really do those things because I have. I've been struggling, and um, yeah, I just wanted to check in with you guys and let you know you're not alone if you are feeling like this as well. But this episode of the podcast is begging the question. Um. Is this financial system that I speak of so often broken? Because if you look at what's going on at the moment, certainly over the last week, and I'm referring to the GameStop AMC saga that is playing out right now, literally right now, and this week is going to be a big week, you have to question whether everything is rigged against the little guy, the retail investor, And I'm going to give my views on this, and I'm going to give a little bit of a background. And I'm also going to tell you what my fears are from everything that has happened so far, and maybe revisit this in a couple of weeks' time once we know the outcome of this week, because this week is going to be big. And if you follow kind of like investment uh, content, it's all over YouTube. It's all over Instagram. It's all over Facebook. It's all over TikTok. Um, At least that's what I tend to see, maybe because my content and what I follow is mainly investment stuff. I'm seeing it absolutely everywhere. And I'm sure that you've either had a friend, relative, family member, acquaintance, or someone like that maybe mention this to you, particularly if you listen to this kind of content on a regular. So what exactly is going on? So this all started with a company, a hedge fund in America, shorting the stock of a company called GameStop. Now, what does shorting mean? Shorting is essentially when a company places a bet to say that they believe that the share price in the company will fall over a period of time. And that's not necessarily illegal. People do it all the time. You know, people short markets, people long markets, people short stocks, people long, market, long stocks as well. So a short is betting that the share price of the market will go down. Along is betting the opposite, that the share price of the market will go up. People have done this for years and years and years. But what's different in this instance? So in this instance, this hedge fund in America has essentially shorted 140% of the available shares in this business, GameStop. Now, that on the service may not sound like a bad thing, but how can you short more stocks than are available on the open market? Mistake number one. And like I said, this is not Ill- illegal by any way, shape, or form. People have done this for years, companies have done this for years. However, they would have got away with this and it wouldn't have been what we're talking about right now if it wasn't for a group called Wall Street Bets, who are essentially a Reddit group that talk about investing and you know, they talk about opportunities. And someone in, within Wall Street Bets has picked this up and thought, well, hang on a second. This company is shorting 140% of the available shares available for this company. And went, okay, well, hang on a second. First and foremost, 140%, how can you short more, more shares than are available on the free market? Actually, we're not going to have any of this. This is reckless. This is something that should not be allowed and they've organized a group of retail investors to basically buy the shares. Now, this is where the perfect storm has come to play here because unfortunately for the hedge fund in question, the float, so the number of shares available for this company is actually a relatively very, very small number of shares in comparison to the wider market. So I think it's in the region of about 59, maybe 60 million shares altogether. And what has essentially happened is, you know, we've had 3.4, 3.7 million people within a Reddit group essentially go and buy the shares of the company. Now, this is how this tends to work. This is simple supply versus demand. And when you go and buy shares in the company, what tends to happen is that the share price shoots up because there are inflows, demand for that share. And what we've seen is we've seen the share price go from like 4 to $18 to over at one point last week, almost $500. I think it, the highest price that we saw last week was $499. Now, if you were lucky enough to hone GameStop GME shares at $4 or $18, you would have made a bucket load of cash. There are news. There is news on Social media, TikTok, of students who have invested in this thing, paying off their student loans because of this happening last week. But as always, when somebody wins, somebody loses. And again, we have a hedge fund at the at the at the heart of this, who is betting this entire time that the share price is going to go down. But what we saw is through Reddit and through organizations, social media, social data. People go and buy shares in this company, driving the share price up, which means that the hedge fund has lost billions of pounds. It is rumored last week that Melvin Capital, which is the hedge fund who started this off, lost $5 billion last week. $5 billion. Today is Monday, the 1st of February, and this week is going to be extremely, extremely interesting. Because when you short a stock, you essentially, in order for you not to have to close your position at a loss, have to cover your position. And unless and until people start to sell the stocks that they they bought over the course of the last week and a half, the hedge fund has to cover their position. Which means that when they cover their position, i.e. putting more money in, they're effectively... Undo- they're doing themselves in because them putting more money in to cover their position drives up the share price even more. And this week, the GME uh, stock price right now, if I just have a look at it whilst we're recording this, I believe is around about $300 and maybe $40 a share. Let me just double check this. I'm going to go on to my uh, app right now and find out what the share price for GME is. Now, the share price is indeed $328.49. I'm recording this on Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Now, this week, because the hedge funds that are still holding shorts in this company have to cover their positions, it is speculated that the GME stock price could rocket even further, possibly going past the $500 mark all the way to the to $1,000 a share. Now, there is still a very, very long way to go and a number of variables in play here, but this is going to be the saga that everybody is going to be paying attention to this week when it comes to the stock market. And this is the first time that we have seen retail investors take a position that is opposite to the big boys in the industry, the hedge hedge funds and effectively cost them billions and this is where i want to talk about is the financial system broken because last week we saw a number of things that were blatantly wrong and i looked at it and it made my blood boil and i'm gonna kind of position where i see this from the outset as a outsider looking in on this and i'm also going to give my view on what I think is going to come next. Now, listen, everybody can agree that the banks, the hedge funds, I should say, not, not the banks, the hedge funds have for the longest time been reckless with their investment choices. They have used other people's money to place risky trades. They have lost money and bear and none of the responsibility for it. In fact, they get bailed out. 2007, 2008 is a prime example of that. Reckless abandonment, lack of due diligence, just callous and a cavalier approach to responsibility is what got us to that point. And this could be used as another junction to demonstrate that those behaviors, those habits still exist very much so in 2021. Only now You have retail investors who have access to trading 212, Free Trade, Robinhood, Webull, eToro, Stake, and a host of new apps out there at the moment where they have access to the market, to the stock market, which is supposed to be a free market. And what we saw last week was because this is the first time that retail investors have gone up against the hedge fund and the hedge fund has lost billions and they still stand to lose billions that we saw the old guard make moves that can in no other way be seen than market manipulation. Now, my views on this. Firstly, the question of market manipulation There is an argument to say that the market and the stock price of gme was being manipulated in the first place by the group of redditors okay because when you look at the definition of market manipulation it is any organized um, attempt to artificially inflate a market or a share price and that's essentially what happened with so many people from reddit investing in this company that from a financial fundamentals point of view doesn't warrant a share price of that of that amount of $328, absolutely not. They're not making profit. They are in a sector of the gaming industry, which many will argue is dying off because of digitization. Get my teeth back in, digitization. So the share price should not be anywhere near. So there is an argument to say that there is market manipulation going on on the side of the Redditors. Now, many people will argue that's very, very hard to prove. I'm not a legal scholar. That's none of my concern. But this is the argument that is being laid out. And this is where I want to kind of position myself and try and explain to you, because when I talk about what might come next, this will make sense. Now, regardless of this accusation that there may have been market manipulation from the group of Redditors, 3.4, 3.7 million of them, that has driven the share price of GME to $328. As we speak, it might be different, if you're listening to this on Monday, on Tuesday, be interesting to see what the share price is. So get it, have a Google of it, GME stock, find out what the share price is. Artificially inflated. So there is an argument there. However, what followed last week was for me, a disgrace and a shame to the financial system. Because what we found is that Robinhood, who is one of the biggest brokers that the retail investors had been using to purchase these shares, Stopped the ability for retail investors to buy more shares in this company. Now, remember, more money going into the shares, buying the shares drives up the share price, which hurts the hedge funds. So, not only have they restricted what should be a free market, taken away the choice, the ability for retail investors to invest in said stock, they have inadvertently, I say inadvertently, loosely, because they're is good reason to believe that there is was an intention in their action. And what I mean by that is Citadel is a company that also has a large short position in JME. And Citadel essentially processes all of the trades for Robinhood. So there is a commercial conflict of interest between Robinhood, the trading platform, and its very customers, the retail investor. And by them taking away the ability for their retail investors to invest or buy more shares in JME, they essentially manipulated the market in a very, very, very big way. And this leads to the question, Is the financial system broken? I I tell you this, look, I've worked in this industry for 15 years, 16 years this year, right? But I have never seen anything so blatantly obvious as I have done last week. And just reading that in a news bulletin and watching the guy who is the CEO of Robinhood try to justify this, for me was desperate and one that, I'll be very surprised if Robinhood actually survived. Now, I understand thoroughly why a company like Robinhood would be concerned about what's happening. Because, yes, there's commercial conflict of interest between their providers, people who pay them money, give them commissions, money under the table, and their retail investors, who, who they profess to serve. I mean, just look at the name, Hood. Steal from the rich, give to the needy. What happened last week was pretty much the opposite. And here in the UK, Trading 212 also stopped for a period of time, for a day, the ability for people who use their platform to buy shares in GameStop. Now, they quickly resumed things because there was a lawsuit on their table, pretty much the same day. They've now allow people to buy more stock, but a lot of these guys are now limiting the ability for people to buy their stock. So whilst you can buy GME stocks right now, you're limited to how many shares you can buy at each given time. This is again market manipulation, and I find it very, very hard for anybody to tell me or to argue that the financial system is not broken. And it's farcical. It is absolutely hilarious to hear the guys on CNBC try to call upon the regulators to help protect the billionaire hedge funds who have been reckless in the first place. These are just things that I'm just pointing out that I've actually observed through last week. there's a little bit of opinion put in there. Now, i completely understand the compliance side of things on the industry i do because i've been in it for a while now as retail investors many people may not see it but i do and this is where my concern lies moving forward as this plays out this week and we find out whether the hedge funds are going to get screwed or the little guy's going to get screwed because whilst people have made a ton of money through this there has to be a loser And my biggest concern is that the retail investors who have no idea what they're doing, have seen this on TikTok, seen this on Instagram, seen this on YouTube, who have just bought in thinking everything's gonna go hunky-dory, it's a great opportunity to earn a load of money, don't have, have no idea what's going on and potentially get burnt. This is my concern. And all the way through last year, I've said one thing consistently, and I've said it here on the podcast, I've said it on YouTube, I've said it on IG, anywhere. Do not do something if you don't understand what you're doing. Do not invest in anything if you don't understand what you're investing in. Now, there's a noble story at the heart of this entire saga. The little guy going up against the big guy, finally getting one over on the big guy. It's poetic. It's beautiful. It's justice. Okay, I understand that argument. I get that it's a movement. I get that, yes, we need to, or there is a desire to stick one to the establishment. I'm all for it, I'm absolutely all for it. But this is my fear moving forward. This is now on the radar of the SEC and the White House. And the SEC have come out and they've said, they've said that they're now looking into this, which means that there is going to be an investigation into this. And I'm going to reference a book. And if you've not read this book, read this book. I will put a link to this book in the show notes. It's called Flash Crash. This is the story of a guy who is a UK citizen, who was an absolute genius when it came to trading. This guy had a way of of seeing the markets to understand how to invest, how to make money on the stock market. And in one day, he was able to essentially cause a flash crash of the stock market in the United States. And they took him to task. The SEC got involved. He almost went to prison. However, this guy was not just your normal trader. He actually had a disability. He had Asperger's, I believe. And all of the money that he made trading, he was making money hand over fist. I think he had something like four million pounds or something like that four million pounds he made. He almost got thrown in jail. He didn't get thrown in jail for two reasons. Number one, his disability. And number two, he ended up being scammed out of the four million quid that he had made anyway. So he had no money. He was a young, young guy. Now it's very, very, very rare that the SEC and the American authorities look upon that kind of activity kindly and they let somebody off with a slap on the wrist, but they did in this instance. Now with the SEC looking into this, and this being on the radar of the White House, this is my fear. My fear is that they will now go after the Reddit group leaders, investigate, try to prosecute for market manipulation. Many people will argue that this is a very, very difficult thing for you to prove. However, the content of the Reddit group may say differently. If they find that there was a coordinated effort, a coordinated uh, response to artificially pump up the value, the share price of GME, then that's pretty much all they would need. And again, I'm not a legal scholar, but all they need to do is prove market manipulation or the intention for market, market, market manipulation. The evidence is there because GME under normal circumstances should no, Shep, I should be nowhere near $328 This is my fear That they're going to go after the Reddit group leaders And if they do do that Somebody is going to serve jail time This is my second fear My second fear is Well, they won't do anything That will change or regulate What the hedge funds are able to do Going forward And that leaves a hedge fund in the future after the retail investor has been made a scapegoat, an example of, will just carry on and continue to do what they've always done. And look, they've done that through 2007, 2008. Okay? When they were selling subprime mortgages and they were selling these instruments, they instantaneously, instantaneously reinvented those same instruments, called them something else. It's like putting a turd in a different different sweet wrapper. Exactly what they did. And this is my second fear, that nothing will change from a regulatory point of view for the hedge funds, for the big bo- big boys, who the little guys tried to get one up on and has indeed, till this point, got one up on. This week will be a really, really big telling. The third concern that I have, and this is probably my biggest, is further regulation for retail investors. And what might that look like? You just can't rock up and open a Trading 212 account or an eToro account or a stake or a free trade account. No, you have to go through questionnaires. You have to meet certain criteria. It's going to be difficult, more difficult for you to open an account. That is my fear. And what that essentially means is that all of these companies that have sprung up over the last two to three years who have provided this access to the market, unbridled access to the market, removing all of these barriers that used to exist that I've spoken so many times of, will now have to introduce new barriers for retail investors, tighter regulation. That is my biggest fear. And so with that in mind, what do we gain from this entire saga? And I know this will be an unpopular view, but what do we gain from this entire saga? Yep, a few people made a lot of money. But actually, you know what? The repercussions are much, much bigger because the hedge funds, if a hedge fund goes bust, those, that's pension money that's, that also goes with them. Those are jobs that go with them. And it's not just about the, the elite bankers. These hedge funds employ thousands of people. Those are jobs that all go in the middle of a pandemic. This is by no means a perfect situation. There has to be a winner and a loser on each side. But what really was the cost of this? Sticking one, to the, sticking one to the big guy? Absolutely. I like that idea. What's the fallout? What's the consequence? The inability for retail investors to invest moving forward, it being a little bit more difficult than it already is. Minimums being put in place again for initial investments. Providers like Trading 212, Free Trade, and all of these guys having to essentially implement practices and processes that limit your ability to invest in what should be a free market. What do we gain from all of this? I don't know. Something we need to monitor, something that we need to continue to keep a tabs on. But whilst there is a beautiful story in amongst all of this, and I'm sure that a movie is gonna be made of this at some point in the future, at this point in time, Part of me is torn between, yeah, good. They finally got caught to, oh my God, no. There's going to be further restrictions on retail investors potentially when we just gained the access and the ability to invest in the market. It's such a bitter, sweet pill. And maybe I can't see things clearly right now because we're right in the middle of it. Time will tell. But those are my thoughts. Now, obviously, this is the big question. If you're not already involved in JME or AMC, you've not already bought some of these stocks, the big question that I get is, Pete, should I buy now? Well, that is totally up to you. Look, do not buy anything that you do not understand. The way this is poised at this point in time is that the share price could go up, the share price could go down and nobody really knows what happens. What this next week is going to be predicated on is if the guys in the Reddit group decide to sell their shares. They are saying, and this is a quote that really made me laugh, they said, we can afford to be stupid longer than you can afford to be liquid. And this is speaking to the hedge funds. I'm going to say that again. We can afford to be dumber longer than you can afford to be liquid. So whilst they are saying, hold the line, Stand the ground. Do not share. Do not sell. Drive this share price to the moon because come Monday morning, the hedge funds have got to cover their losses. They have to put money in to ensure that they don't lose billions and billions of dollars. But if one person or a group of people flinch and start to sell their shares, then the share price could pretty much just fall back to normal levels. And then, well, the people who have made money have made money. The the hedge funds get saved. I really don't know what's gonna happen here. I couldn't even tell you. And if you are thinking about investing, you really need to understand that this is very, very, very precarious. So please, 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 please do your research. If you have no idea what investing is, you're only just starting out, take my advice and I will give you advice in this instance, stay away. Do not get greedy. FOMO makes people do stupid, irrational things. And this is no time to be irrational. If you have no idea how investing works, you have no idea how shorting, longing stocks works, stay well away from this. And if you are going to go into it, do not take this as advice, but please bear this in mind, only put in what you can afford to lose. Do not go and put your life savings into this thinking that you're going to make a ton of money. You have a chance that it will come off. You have a chance that it doesn't. Do not put all your life savings into this, please. I know people who have, and oh my God, I have my fingers crossed for them. Because nobody knows what's going to happen today, Monday, 1st of February. And nobody knows what's going to happen through this week. So guys, please be safe, be rational, be rational, <laughs> rationale, be rational, and don't let FOMO, the fear of m- missing out, make you do something that is completely irrational and completely nonsensical you have no idea how this works stay away from it invest as you would normally invest guys brief one this week but i had to cover this i'm i'm interested to see what's going to happen this week i have no idea guys remember money is a tool life is for living thank you so much for listening we'll catch you next week